All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and along with me, as always, is Craig. And first of all, before we dive into this, and we are going to dive right in, because this is coming out later than normal, um, I want to say thank you all for bearing with us during this time. Normally, we like to do one episode at the beginning of the week, one episode towards the end of the week, but because of crazy life circumstances, it has been chaos, and so here we are bringing you the Northwestern recap on Thursday, and heck, it might even be Thursday night that the uh, Maryland preview um, hits the web, so we'll get both those out here to you guys, though, and thank you for being patient. So, um, Yeah, I know you have a lot and so you get moving and that moving stuff takes a lot out of you. Yeah, it's so here's a uh, here's a little insight to me and my life. Um I've come to realize that apparently after college I made no friends. <laughs> nice. And yeah. so um I and not to say that nobody's been helpful. I I the the biggest day maybe it was 2 days but no there was one huge day moving and of course it's all the big stuff uh i had people show up i mean most of them were kind of like people that my wife kind of knew and like my father-in-law brought his brother and you know all these different people showed up and it was awesome and it was fantastic but anybody who moves knows that not everything can be done in one day and so i have basically for the past two or three weeks been moving pretty much every single day i'll drive back which is eh, it's probably about like half an hour 40 minutes to the old house load up clean up bring stuff back unload and then do it do it again the next day after work and all that fun stuff so anyways i've been tired yeah, yeah you're that friend that everybody dreads hearing uh getting a call from yes <laughs> it's like hey man you think you can help me move oh man <laughs> i i i did have I did. I did pull that one time. Oh, did you? Okay. That that was with the uh, the old uh, buddies from high school. I actually um, moved uh, not too far from one of them, and uh, then we were they were getting together one night, and I went over there and I was like, "All right, so who's going to come help me move tomorrow?" Yeah. So I used to be that kind of guy where my, you know, the day in the life of an artist, and usually artists kind of stick around for about three to five years max and then they move on to something else i was like that so i don't think i had too many friends <laughs> it's like craig's moving again yeah craig's moving again so oh, nice. yeah yeah. It, yeah and that's always you know always man do you have to buy such big pieces or man you're a hoarder or man this is ridiculous so yeah that's always awesome always gotta love it now Plus. i just and you just pay people to do it now. You get enough, you know, it's worth the money. I know. I wish I had the money to do that one. My buddy yeah. moved across country and he, he paid for it. And I was just like, okay, if I was moving cross country, I would pay somebody. To do it. Right. Right. But when yeah. I'm moving like 40 minutes away, uh, basically saying, and I'm not in the same city, but I'm in, I'm in the same region area. It's like, I, I can do that. But anyways, right. anyway. Um, let's, let's get right to the football talk. We do have a voicemail. Uh, we're going to go ahead and knock that out of the way here at the beginning. And then 
uh, like I said, dive right in. So let's get the voicemail here, and then we will react to it and talk about the uh, talk about the game because uh, we're here to review Michigan Northwestern. So here's our voicemail. What's going on, Craig and Caleb, man? I'm Stephen Brown. Put a hammer at Mr. Darrell, 1980. Uh, and then watching this Penn State-Ohio State game. Not impressed by either team. I know Michigan didn't play all that great, but being down 17 at night on the road, to some, some fans say, oh, man, we got to play teams at night. It's just, I hope this proves some of those negative fans that it doesn't matter when you play, a win is a win. Uh, all that at night crap is just garbage. It's always been garbage. It'll always be garbage. You can play at night, just beat them in the dark. Doesn't matter if it's Iowa, Wisconsin, doesn't matter. It's about going out and winning games. And this is what Michigan did. I don't want to hear any Michigan fans say, well, it was Northwestern. Northwestern was up 17-0. So um, I'm, I'm learning more about Michigan fans um, as the weeks go by because after, after a few minutes, oh, man, the sky is falling, which is not, you know, this team is building resolve, it's learning to find each other and trust each other and, and, and not let the referees or the, the uh, uncertainty of uh, what call is going to be, what play is going to be called get in their way. I mean, it's, it's great to see a team led by a real coach because they, they missed that for like eight, nine years. Um, that's here nor there, though. 4-1, 2 on the big 10. Um, the team is the team is growing up, man. They're growing up before our very eyes. It's good to see them have a real quarterback, a real running back. You know, just just a defense that gets better. I looked at the second half stats for for Northwestern. They weren't really that good. So if you if you if you're a team and you want Michigan, you better get them in the first half because second half, man, they're just gonna chip away and they're gonna, they're gonna light your offense up. Um, like I said, a lot of people may see big, uh, Penn State and Ohio State as the two best teams in the conference. I beg to differ. You know, Penn State has to go to Ann Arbor. Um, some of the things happening tonight won't be happening in Ann Arbor. Uh, Michigan, Michigan hadn't played their best football yet. I mean, Nebraska was okay, but a lot of fans need to kind of calm down. Michigan has not played their best football. They're going to eventually get there. Other teams are showing you what they've got. Michigan is not showing you what they have. Michigan is showing you they can win ugly or they can be dominant. But when they put it all together, watch out. So while other teams are showing their whole hands, Michigan is just, you know, just slowly throwing down one card at a time, metaphorically speaking. So uh, I love the resolve. I love the grit. Uh, Coach Harbaugh still got to do some different things as far as play calling, but all around good win. I'm kind of glad I worked because I, I couldn't deal with some of these fans, man. For real, they complain about everything. But y'all keep doing what y'all doing, man. This is going to be it for me. God willing, I'll finish watching this game. Go Blue. And I love the show. Keep doing what you're doing, guys. I'm going to always support you um, as much as I can, and I urge everybody else to support these guys. Doing this on their own time and probably on their own dime. So, y'all be easy, man. Have a good night. All right, Stephen. Thank you so much. Always yep. appreciate it. Thank you for that, and we always uh, appreciate your words of encouragement and your positivity. Great guy. Really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great insight in that. Yeah, and it was. Um, I mean, yeah, and Stephen talking about the fan base. Yeah, it happens. You know, even I once in a while say, eh, I, you know, I saw that play. <laughs> I knew what play you were going to run. But, um, you know, there's times you, I and I think the good thing is, I think what he was saying is, is that this team adjusted 
And we saw it on both sides of the field, you know, definitely on the defense, just the absolute adjustment on at halftime, actually in the second quarter, into the second quarter. But watching Michigan offense do what it needed to do. And and like you said, Che Patterson, look, you, we got a different quarterback here. This guy is a winner. And you can tell he took it upon his shoulders to try to win this game, and he did. And that has been missing from Michigan for for quite a while, and you know since Rudock and 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 he's right. Uh, yeah, you know we got to be a little bit more patient. You know Michigan seems to be a on the road a first and somewhat beginning of a second quarter team where they kind of uh, you know they're kind of vanilla maybe or they're not showing everything. And usually teams come out and I said this is usually teams like Northwestern. You're going to get right now the heart of the schedule where all these teams are going to come out and punch Michigan in the mouth. And then they're going to give it all they got. But remember, it's a marathon. Michigan's used to that, and they wear you out, and that's exactly what they did. So. Yeah. And uh, back again to what Stephen was saying, um, I, I was uh, – I love getting the voicemails from him all the time and everything because I was very interested to hear uh, his thoughts and his reactions to everything because um, – not, not saying that I thought that uh, he potentially might uh, go all negative or anything, but, um, you know, the criticism and everything, like, was it going to be, you know, hey, down 17, they fought back, it wasn't pretty, but they did a good job, or if it was going to be like, oh, man, you know, yeah, they got down 17 to zero early on and, you know, focus on the negative. And so it was interesting to hear um, how he talked about it. So uh, thanks again for that voicemail. Um, Craig, your reaction then just like kind of flat out Michigan down 17 to zero fights back to win 2017. Um, is it, uh, not saying that it's the time, but is it okay to freak out or are you, are you saying like, you know, one game, it is what it is. You you just kind of mentioned we're going to be getting everybody's best and everything. How how would you say if you had, like, a tweet that you had to send out to everybody, one tweet that everybody was going to see, very, very short amount of words, how would you say people should be reacting to? That um, Michigan showed that they were able to uh, pull out a win at the very uh, last minute uh, moments of the game. And that's exactly what this game was. And that's exactly what was missing, mi missing from Michigan last year. You and I talked about this quite a bit about how Michigan remember this team has had so many games last year that they could have won if they only had a first down. Look, I know Northwestern had the last you know, they had the last shot at the, you know, getting to the end zone. But you have to remember, they had to go like, what, 40 seconds all the way down the field to get there. But I said before that, yeah, I gave them, I gave them a little bit of time, but it gave them 10 times more pressure than it would maybe a minute or two. This is the same. That critical first down that Shea Patterson, that, that, that the coaches did when they gave, uh, was a quarterback keeper on the third down from uh, Shea to get that first down was critical because that put Northwestern behind the eight ball and just gave him so much pressure to move that ball down the field. And, you know, and that's why you saw Michigan going to a zone. 
And, you know, the announcers are like, why are they going to the zone? You know, they should be a man-to-man. I go, well, probably because they know dang well they're going to get pass interference because that that was getting called anytime Thorson was throwing the ball down the field. It was like pass interference. You and I, I think even you thought every time they passed down the field, it seemed like there was a flag. So I'm guessing that's the reason for the zone. And then, of course, the the defensive line put a lot of pressure on Thorson. And, and that – and that's tough to move the ball, move that ball down the field for 40 seconds. And I think that was crucial. And you and we saw Michigan get that first down. That's what we wanted to see. And that shows you that Shea Patterson has that kind of like moxie about him to do that. And uh, that's that's kind of Michigan. This game in a nutshell is it reminded me of Notre Dame game. You know, this game was similar to Notre Dame game where we're in the game, but we just couldn't pull it out this time we were able to. Yeah, no, I think that's very well put. Um, yeah, I'm definitely on the um, side of things of, okay, people don't panic. Yeah, it was not, it was not pretty. Um, right. And I do see the similarities and I've thought about too, of how things went poorly in the uh, Notre Dame game. Uh, obviously Notre Dame is a different opponent. And if we were down, um, if this was the same performance against them, the game probably would have gone very similar to, the way that it did the first time, but, um, but they did fight back and everything. It was good to see them do that. As you said, we, we couldn't see that last year. Um, I, I know it's not the situation that like the coaches are trying to put them in a spot where it's just like, okay, go prove that you can come back and win a game. Um, but it is kind of ideal that this is happening now. Uh, they know what they're capable of. Um, and even though, yeah, it was 17 unanswered points and everything, this is, while it's similar to the Notre Dame game, it is quite different because um, it was not a, because the only good thing that really happened for Michigan in the first half against Notre Dame was the uh, um, punt return touchdown. Uh, or was it kickoff return? Oh, yeah, right. Uh, punt or kickoff. I can't remember which one it was now. Offhand. Um, that was like the only good thing that happened in the first half. This was um, the defense was able to make adjustments before halftime, and they did a really good job because Northwestern got their 17 points relatively early in the second quarter. And then yeah. after that, because it was, they got their 17 points on their first three drives. Yeah. And then after that, the Michigan defense completely uh, shut them down. Uh, some information on everything. Let's go here. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it. Um, but, yeah, after 17-0, and 0, uh, a good follow for people, if you guys don't follow him on Twitter, Scott Bell put out some detailed information. That's at SBell021. Mm-hmm. Um, the summary of the rest of Northwestern's drives after their first, uh, after they scored 17 points, was 11 yards, 9 yards, 6 yards, 16 yards, 11, or I'm sorry, 16, 13, 11, 2, negative 10, and then 29. So okay. uh, 39 plays, 87 yards, 0 points after that point, or after they scored the 17 points. So, yeah, they um, they were shut down. Uh, the defense did a good job. The offense slowly picked up, put things away. The offense was off to a rough start as well as the defense. I remember watching that and seeing how rough that was. But 
Yeah, I mean, and you're right. And, you know, some of those stats are um, a little bit deceiving at times. But you have to remember is I think Thorson is one heck of a good quarterback. I mean, he was throwing he was throwing some of those uh, to receivers in tight little windows. Like even uh, remember, I don't know if you saw the uh, the interview with uh, Don Brown and how he had to stop that. But Don Brown was even t- mentioning how Thorson really is one of probably the ten best quarterbacks in the league, and and that's saying something when he goes to Northwestern. He was throwing really, really well to receivers that are okay but man he was able to get those through those small windows so that's why he was having a hard time and those broke to be big plays for uh northwestern that's why i said is michigan has a tendency right in the first quarter is to give up big plays and you saw a lot of big plays by northwestern um gashing some of the defense this is not i don't think there's anything wrong with michigan at all yeah like there's a lot of couple plays on offense i get kind of a little annoyed with and i'll go "Eh, i don't know about that one but what i'll say is is michigan it's always comes down to execution right i mean if you look at it, I mean, some of those balls that Shea threw were a little bit over the top, and then there was one that right in McCune's hands, and he dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big drive that you know killed us. And it, those are, that's execution. That is something you can't drop. Those those are big plays for first down that keep drives alive, and that's what it comes down to execution. You can't you can coach it as far as you can go, but the players aren't executing. That's probably why you saw uh, Eubanks in there more. And Gentry getting the ball more because of McEwen j- dropping that ball. And, well, you, uh, yeah, Eubanks did a good job, and I felt, oh. and I, I was going to mention this too. Um, I felt bad for McEwen because, yeah, he did have that big drop, and that was that was really rough because that was early on, and that drive actually yeah. sputtered out because he dropped that ball, and there was uh, another really mixed mixed up play after that, and then it was just like three bad play. Uh, yeah, plays one after another. Not really necessarily bad play calls, but just like they, the plays fell apart. Right, and you're right. I mean, you, you get a play call that's like, say, mm, you, you're running a ball. You know, it seemed like they're running on second down, or you know, if you're not, if you're not, you're running on second down, but you're not getting very many much gain on the first down. <laughs> so that was always questionable, and I get it. But if your offensive line isn't really pushing very hard, um, that it's tough because you get third and long and that's always tough to get. But, um, I have to, you know, give it to, uh, Higdon did a fantastic job. seems like he's always getting yards after the, you know, he gets hit once, but, um, and, um, first contact, he's either gaining a few or getting more. It's amazing. But, uh, I mean, and this game was just poorly officiated. I mean, the phantom terrible call on uh, Higdon was just, egregious pathetic and ridiculous all in the same i i mean i when i saw that i was like how does he get a hold when he's being tackled made no sense i could not believe it um my mouth dropped and they didn't say anything even the announcers were like what's this couldn't believe it but those are kind of called we're talking michigan's right now at 46 uh flags right now to this date we have 46 flags against us right now in 2018 that's insane that just tells you that we're probably one of the most 
penalized team in the country right now, and it's not helping us because I. this is what I worry about. I'm worried about this team. I don't worry about the execution in the second quarter. What I worry about is if you're getting penalized, regardless, some of them are bad and <laughs> and not our fault, and then there are some that are. But I worry about when you play teams like Wisconsin or even Penn State and Ohio State. You can't do that. You can't have it. You can't have any flags on you almost to win against those teams. We we know that, and that's what I worry about. Yeah. No, absolutely. That has been a problem. Um, a decent amount have been Michigan's fault, but then there, are, of course, I mean, happens with any team that there are going to be some that are bad calls, but. Uh, that Higdon one for sure is a prime example of some of the ridiculousness that happens. And then, of course, uh, people have been sharing on social media some of the numbers that people have been researching and everything on how Michigan has been uh, one of the most penalized while not rece- while whenever they play anyone, they never receive penalties and all that other stuff. And so it's, it's right. a mess. Yeah, but that's one thing, and the one thing that they can do to try to help that is to be better and more self-disciplined so that they have less calls and they can help even things out. And, of course, I mean, that can only go so far because, I mean, if there are going to be some bad calls, no, that's not their fault. But a decent amount are still their fault. So, Yeah, and the win at Northwestern is a big deal because this is the same stadium that MSU, I think, was in the top ten last year going yeah. into Northwestern and then they lost in overtime, yeah. Michigan state did. So it's always tough to play there. Um, I don't know what it is about that stadium, but <laughs> well, that's, a, that's something to say too, is that yeah. I wanted to make sure to mention that um, Thorson, uh, a lot of people are just like, Oh, this is the team that Akron, you know, made look bad and everything. And yeah, Thorson and Northwestern did not play well that game. I mean, no. like you wanted to talk about, um, was it? I want to feel like it was kind of comparing to Michigan's offensive performance against Notre Dame early on. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but they they were doing bad. There were turnovers. I think there was a uh, a pick six, maybe more. I mean, they they were essentially handing things to Akron, and it was it was bad. Right. Uh, Northwestern in this game came in and they had no turnovers. Thorson, like you said, was lighting it up. He was on his game. So it's not that Michigan wasn't doing uh, doing well. I mean, yeah, okay, they weren't doing their best maybe, but Northwestern was coming out with their best. Like oh, they, they were on fire. They yeah. had a very good game plan put together mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So Yeah, they went, they went right at Michigan. So, I mean, and rightfully so because, you know, I believe every team that comes in and plays Michigan thinks – I think throughout this year, you're going to see this. I think you're going to see a lot of teams, when we go on the road, they're going to you know, punch us in the mouth because I still think teams don't think that we can score a lot of points, and that's why they do it. They think, hey, you know what? We got seven, we're got we 17 up on Michigan. I'm not sure Michigan can sco- score 17 points in the second half. Well, we did. So that might give other teams notice that, hey, these guys can score on offense not like last year they if you're up if you're up 17 nothing and you're you know like last year eh, good chances that you probably aren't going to come out with a win because michigan had a hard time even moving the ball down the field so 
but not this year. I think things are starting to click a little bit better. I love what Higdon's doing. Offensive line was okay at times. I thought they did all right. But, uh, yeah, defense, um, you know, seems to be in the first quarter, gives up a lot, but then they shut down people. Yeah, yep. And uh, so we'll get moving along here. Um, Main thing is, yeah, it wasn't the most beautiful thing. Um, there were some issues and everything, but it was nice to see the comeback win. Um, they made good adjustments. Things started off rocky. Northwestern played some of their best football, especially early on in that game, and Michigan was able to handle things and still get the win. Um, so to review some things here really kind of quickly, I'm not going to go through everything because it was not a good week for us for our predictions and everything. Um, just nothing very good. Uh, basically I'll just say Craig got two points. I got zero points. Um, so, uh, we're now looking at Craig, you have 13 points. I have 11 after five weeks. Yeah. We don't need to really go. We don't need to go. Yeah. Not the numbers I thought would happen, but, uh, it's a win and that's great. Yeah. Yep. For sure. So, um, let's go through, um, the, Scores from the Big Ten real quick here uh, towards the end of the episode. Okay. All right. So that same Saturday, Michigan State played Central Michigan uh, at uh, in East Lansing. They won 31 to 20. Um, Indiana went to Rutgers and won 24 to 17. Close contest there. Uh, Nebraska still looking for its first win is still going to be looking for its first win after it played Purdue. They lost 42-28. And then uh, the night game, the big showdown between Ohio State and Penn State. Um, Penn State, with a very questionable fourth down call, (laughs) uh, turns the ball over to Ohio State, who then goes and gets the one-point victory over Penn State in Happy Valley during a whiteout. Yeah. So those are your Big Ten results from this past weekend. And uh, both our predictions were bad. We didn't get anything yep. from that either. So that was ugly as well. Yeah. But ugly, ugly, ugly. Bad, bad prediction week for us. But, you know, that happened. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we finally got it out. There's a little bit of a recap review of the Northwestern game. No, it's a little short, short, but sweet. Um, but things should hopefully start to pan out here and we can get back on a regular schedule and everything. So uh, any final thoughts, Craig, before we sign off? Or? No, great win by Michigan on, on the road, which is great at a place that's tough to win at. And, um, you know, it's, it's a good win, and it shows that Michigan's gets better and better, which is a good thing to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm not concerned yet. Uh, it was one game we were getting the best. Uh, they were showing us their best game and so on and so forth, and Michigan did pretty well. We'll we'll see how it goes. I mean, as long as it's not a weekly occurrence, uh, as Michigan's going to be playing Maryland here. Coming up. So uh, we thank you guys for tuning in, hanging out with us, sticking around, you know, waiting out, and um, all that stuff as this episode is coming out a little bit later than normal. We appreciate it. We hope you guys have been having a good week, and hopefully Saturday we'll get here before you know it. 
And until then, we'll finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue.